minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. own it own it own it Kong I own it it did women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. TGIF family, happy Friday, almost at Thursday. Happy Friday and welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. This is the Friday edition of WWT Live. I am the professor, Gerard Bonner, and it is great to have you guys rocking with us today for the Friday edition of WWT Live. Now, it's going to be crazy. There is always a ton of news going into a very busy pro wrestling weekend and coming out of a pretty powerful week for sure. And I am not alone. I've got with me our very special guest and good brother. It is Blue. Blue, how are you, sir? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Man, I am great and a big happy birthday to you, man. You're celebrating you, your birthday you. today. Congratulations, sir. I made it. You made it, man. You made it. <laughs> Another now, I year. Not, I will not ask you your age, but uh, I will ask you this. Um, you had, I think, a pretty significant year. What do you think has been the biggest accomplishment for you in the last year? I think the biggest accomplishment is really uh, what we announced today. <laughs> oh, well, then hold on. Well, in that so would that count in the pre, uh, I guess technically count in the previous year. So let's do this. Let's do this. We've got a major announcement that we're going to start the show off with. So we're going to go off the top rope. Oh, there we go. We're going off the top rope Macho with this man. one. So our big announcement, or at least the announcement that's going to start the day, is coming from Blue. Blue, you've got a big announcement that you wanted to share, so the floor is yours, sir. Definitely. So this upcoming year, uh, this past year, as you guys know, I started a merchandise company uh, pushing for your wear and helping indie wrestlers and wrestling podcasters to launch merch, give them more options to work with after a very troubling year. So this uh, today we actually announced it's been in the works for a while. I've been working with this person and their daughter on new designs and, and things of that nature for the return. Um, and this today we officially announced that Swole, Big Swole will be uh, with For Your Wear through her merchandising and the future graphics and things like that. She'll be dropping. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm excited for that one. 
That's a big one, man. That's a really, yeah. really big one. So congratulations. You've got Thank a you. number of people who are working with you. I know WWT is doing some things yep. as well, um, along with uh, TWC, the wrestling club, who has yep. been all over the place. So uh, you've got a lot of cool folks working with you, man. Let people know how they can find you because they may want to go buy your new merch right now. <laughs> Uh, you can go on Blue Badger Grind for my personal Twitter, Instagram, or For Your Wear, F-O-R-U-R-W-E-A-R, W-E-A-R for Twitter, Instagram. Um, just go to foryourwear.com and select your favorite podcasters or indie wrestlers. We have new merchandise dropping for the wrestling club next week. We're going to make that oh. announcement. Um, okay. We have uh, me, me and those wrestling girls are working on a Women's History Month t-shirt. Or nice. merchandise as well. That's going to be dropping very, very soon. I'm thinking it's going to drop on Monday. Uh, we okay. just got all the graphics back today. Got it kind of right. back late. So we was like, all right, let's just do it for Monday. So that's going to okay. be very interesting. So we just got a lot of great things in the works. Um, I love it. And I, like, I just can't wait because this year is going to be very exciting because now it's the point where I'm actually going to be doing this full time. So ah. <laughs> in the next couple of months, I'm, I'm winding down where I'm at. And this is going to be like the full time <laughs> position for me. So I, it's scary, but I'm excited. So this is a great way to start it. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That, that is huge, man. Making full-time moves into entrepreneurship. That is amazing. Shout out to uh, Amazing Tribe in the chat who buys from For Your Wear. So that's Thank pretty you. awesome. Uh, a nice, nice uh, endorsement there. Good quality products. I love that. So uh, again, congratulations and shout out to everybody who's watching in all of the different spaces that you're watching. Feel free to share uh, what we've got going on. Okay, so. I'll do that right now. <laughs> now, yeah. Now let's get into some news. Um, and actually, I think it'll be interesting to start with a big piece of news that happened last night. Um, with the relaunch of Ring of Honor. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Blue? Yeah, so last night was uh, Ring of Honor's first show. was two hours, I believe, right? Yes, um, it was. And, 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 and for me, I didn't get a chance to fully watch it yet, but I just okay. seen how much everybody loved it on on Twitter um, yeah. and uh, saw some of the results that came out of it. Um, one of them was Mark Briscoe had, had won his match. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me, in my opinion, I might be biased as you can see from the shirt, is the Bullet Club winning the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. No, sorry, that was Impact. I'm wrong. It's Impact. Yeah, that no, was sorry, Impact. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited. Wrong show. <laughs> wrong show. It's, it's a, a lot of wrestling. Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Kingdom also won in their match as well. Um, mm -hmm. but it's just interesting to see how Ring of Honor got the two hour show. Everybody was so excited. Um, when AEW first bought Ring of Honor, and then it was disappointed when there was nothing announced immediately. So just mm -hmm. to see this relaunch is very exciting, and it's on Honor Club. Um, yeah. and it's going to be interesting to watch. What you think about it? Well, I'll tell you this. I enjoyed it, um, for one. You know, one thing people don't remember, perhaps, about Ring of Honor, and it was always my, my lone issue with Ring of Honor, is that there was never one specific place you could watch it. Because it right. was syndicated on Sinclair, literally, if you changed markets, you would know when you could find it. And if you did find it, it was usually at some weird hour of the night. So <laughs> I'm just glad ECW that, days. right, right. Very much like the ECW days. Um, so I was really glad to see that there was one centralized place that everybody could come together and watch it. It was shot very well. Uh, it was shot there in Orlando, which I thought was fantastic. And um, again, great action, great production. I was shocked that it was a two hour show. Because if you've watched Ring of Honor at all, it's always been a one-hour show. So right. this is kind of cool because a two-hour show for a group like Ring of Honor, 
who is really reestablishing themselves in the marketplace is a good thing. And of course, we're leading to Supercard of Honor at the end of the month. So right. a two-hour show gives us more opportunity to build leading to this pay-per-view than a one-hour show does. So Definitely. See some great stories coming out of it. Absolutely. So I'm really excited about that for Ring of Honor. And as you said, you guys can check out Ring of Honor exclusively on Honor Club. You can go to uh, ringofhonor.com. Yeah. No, rohwrestling.com. And you can check out uh, how to sign up for Honor Club. If you're unfamiliar with Honor Club, it is much like the WWE Network was. It's its own standalone uh, situation in terms of a streaming service. You'll find the entirety of the Ring of Honor library there. So you yeah. can go back and watch old pay-per-views, old matches, really get caught up on the history of a lot of these folks. And as well as the newer things are there as well. So check it all out. Now that will be the exclusive home for Ring of Honor television. I think it was a smart move. I heard people saying that, like they saw that it was running just like how uh, the WWE Network was when there's nothing on. They still have like matches that you can catch up on and just run out right. throughout the day. So that's very Absolutely. interesting to see and, you know, get you back into some wrestling. Yeah, you know what? And and that's cool because the library of Ring of Honor is so strong. Right. You know, so many of the people that we're currently watching on television, be it in WWE, uh, AEW, Impact, or even New Japan, have come through ring of honor and so you can see some amazing action there and you can really kind of get why we make such a big deal about some of these folks uh in ring of honor um as well as the women's roster was pretty strong last night as well so uh lots of great matches so if you get the opportunity go back check it out it uh, is on honor club it is 9.99 a month so it's old school wwe network in terms of the price but uh it is certainly of great great value for sure, an amazing tribe says none of us are complaining uh, <laughs> about a lot of wrestling, either good or bad times. Well, I'll tell you what, we remember, and some may not, a time where you know there was only one or two hours of wrestling in a given week. Right. Um, so I, I am we not have, complaining that listen. <laughs> yeah, you, literally, we can watch wrestling every single day of the week if we wanted to. Right. And um, and that's pretty exciting. So, again, congratulations to Ring of Honor and Tony Khan. Now, one of the most famous Ring of Honor uh, alumni and the first member of the Ring, well, one of the first members of the Ring of Honor um, Hall of Fame is one CM Punk. <laughs> and uh, apparently there is some news about Mr. Punk. Would you like to share that news, sir? Uh, so apparently they're saying that um he's supposed to be coming back, like he's coming off his injury list, I guess. Um, but I'm not sure if they is he coming back into the AEW fold completely. Or... Well, th there there's a lot of questions about that. So you know, for one, there was a rumor floating around that you know the match that he had with Hangman Page back at Double or Nothing. Uh, that apparently Hangman was supposed to win and CM Punk kind of lobbied to uh, make that change. But that is not true at all. Right, apparently right. it was always in the plans for CM Punk to uh, win that match. But then a fan apparently recently asked him when he would be returning or if he would be returning. And of course, he decided to troll them and said he'd be <laughs> back one way or the other. He is apparently still out on injury. So we'll see. A lot of things are are still up for grabs. It does make me wonder as we're moving into this new reality show that's coming for All Elite, uh, will it be a space where they begin dialoguing about any of the things that happened involving that media scrum, uh, whether that is with Punk? The Young Bucks are returning uh, based on this because this started taping in November. 
So by then the Bucks would have been back or at least on their way back. Right. So we'll find out. And again, if all of this does lead to CM Punk's return, then that's pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know where a CM Punk fits into this iteration <laughs> of AEW. And I know there are some that have said maybe AEW is, you know, not as hot as it once was. I don't know if CM Punk makes it hot again, or if perhaps this weekend's revolution is enough to kind of revive certain things uh, in AEW. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm not yeah. sure that Punk is the answer to that. I always said that the whole Punk situation and when Brian Danielson came in, it was like the honeymoon stage. Like everything was mm. happening so fast at one time. So if people yeah. held a high expectation, I have no problem with the current product others outside of I would like to see more of the women division. Sure. Outside of that, everything else has been pretty strong. And honestly, when the Bucks and Punk went away, it forced them to pay attention to their roster. I agree. Give you, and, and focus on more people. And now you're seeing it flourish over to Ring of Honor and, mm -hmm. and different different natures of the programming. So I don't see it being, a, it might not be as hot because you're mm -hmm. not sitting there and, and, and it's not focused on the people that you're used to, but you're being yeah. introducing new people. And I, I, I prefer that than looking back in the old times. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I totally agree with you that the scrum and punk and the bucks and Kenny leaving, of course, with Cody leaving at the top of the year right. really did force AEW to dig in deep and say, okay, what else do we have here? Yep. And I, I really think we got to see a lot of new stars being birthed. A lot of people who weren't getting attention, starting to get attention. And then they've managed to somehow maintain that even with the return of the bucks and Kenny Omega. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I think how this weekend is handled will be very interesting as well um, with the 60-minute Ironman match between MJF and uh, Brian Danielson. That should be very interesting. Of course, a lot of other matches will be taking place as well, and that pay-per-view happens this Sunday night. So all of this should be very, very interesting to see. And again, we're at a space, and this is kind of what I like about the current state of wrestling, be it AEW or WWE, there are certain people who we say, man, the product would be better if, you know, like in WWE, they keep asking for The Rock to show up at Mania yeah. and these other things. But both products, I think, are strong enough where The Rock isn't a requirement for this Mania to be dope. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And neither is Punk a requirement for AEW to be able to accomplish some significant things right now. So this is pretty yeah. interesting. You yes, can't ask yes. them to build new stars and then beg for old stars. You can't. That's a double. You can't do that. That's like how we complain about the Brock coming in when he wants to and all that stuff. We can't do that if we keep. Mm -hmm. Like, when is this person coming back? Stone Cold and then no. Let's focus on who we have right now. They gave us their time. Like, yeah. you, <laughs> we got great wrestlers in the ring right now. You are exactly right. Shout out to JD in the chat who <laughs> says, "Sweet CM Punk is coming back to get injured again." And shout out to uh, Kings Raw. Good to see you there. Uh, J.D. also said he'll come back as a heel, and I do think they'll address the backstage fight. It's going to be interesting it's because they have to tell. There, there is a massive, and I think there's money there right. if they play this right. You know, Just to make it um, the main event. <laughs> that part. It doesn't have to be the main event, but uh, there's definitely a story to tell, and I'm interested to see if they will tell this story. And speaking of stories to tell, apparently there was a story that started at the end of AEW. Uh, this past Wednesday night at the end of Dynamite involving one Eddie Kingston. And uh, Tony Khan has actually had something to say about it. Tell us about this. 
Uh, so Tony Khan was asked during the media scrum for a revolution about Eddie Kingston saying, I quit AEW live on <laughs> during his interview and just walked out. He said, I've talked to Eddie since Wednesday and I would encourage people to stay tuned into pro wrestling. Stay tuned, stay tuned to AEW and other forms of pro wrestling. Of course, there's a lot of exciting things happening in the sport in AEW and also our metaverse of pro wrestling, including New Japan and the launch of a new ring of honor. A lot of exciting things happening. I have I have had the chance to talk to Eddie about that, and I say stay tuned into wrestling business and you'll see what happens next. I mean, that's just tell you this all storyline. I mean, he's the face of Ring of Honor, <laughs> in a sense, yeah. and the, the way they're they posting it. Um, right. He just won a match against Jay White last week to stay in mm-hmm. New Japan Pro Wrestling. So right. Eddie Kingston knows what, to, knows what to say to create the buzz around yeah. what he's about to do next. And this is just a I get, quitting is a buzzword. And pro wrestling because the next thing people say is he'll go to the V and you know this and that's the third. So it was a great move by um Eddie Kingston just to put put that out there. But it's let's just see what happens. Yeah, and, and to that end, I would say kind of the challenge that a Tony Khan might have in a space like that is do you want this to appear like a storyline or not? Right. I mean, like the idea of somebody quitting has to feel really authentic. Now I don't think any of us feel like Eddie Kingston does anything that's inauthentic just because of the way he is. Right. (laughs) So I don't know what this means. And I think I do think that just because you show up, say, in Ring of Honor specifically or even in New Japan doesn't always mean that you're still connected to AEW. Facts. Ring of Honor more so. But still, there are people who are signed to Ring of Honor that are not signed to AEW. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. But. If Eddie Kingston is gone, I still would like to know the impetus why. Because right. being in a fight with Ortiz in my head isn't enough for you to want to quit the company, unless there's some other piece to this that we're missing that maybe we'll uh, find out at some point. I don't know. Yeah, definitely the, the whole Ortiz situation and the House of Black, and I was trying mm-hmm. to trying to figure out for a long time, and they just separated Ortiz and Eddie Kingston away from the House of Black. So right. we just got to see where that leads because everybody thought that Ortiz is going to join House of Black. He's like, I'm not joining them. I just right. Eddie stop being who he's not. Like, <laughs> right, right. So right. it's interesting to see how this is going to play out. It's it's also interesting too. Flipping back to the idea of Ring of Honor, one of the other potential benefits of Ring of Honor now having its own two hour programming is perhaps AEW will have the ability to again focus on specifically AEW stars because one of the things that they've done in the last year is to their credit, you know, they've tried to keep ring of honor in front of people. So they've included several ring of honor stars and storylines, which obviously gives uh, less room for people who are assigned to AEW and some of those stories. Now with a two hour show for ring of honor, that definitely leaves room for people who are in the AEW roster to potentially have their story told as well. And, Maybe this will be one of those stories. It's also it's out. also helping a situation that everybody was complaining about last year, where they said AEW was signing all these wrestlers and they had nowhere to wrestle, and you know the people complained about being on dark and evolution, evolution, elevation, elevation. and, and yeah. all that. Now you yeah. have Ring of Honor where you can put them at, where as you can see from this specific card where you had Willow on there, you had yes, um, a few other wrestlers from AEW in that mm-hmm. card. So right. it's, it gives them more room to put their wrestlers in front of more people in a right. sense. And I think they're going to start, and I think he mentioned that he's going to start pulling away outside of the champions. Like, the championships won't be defended on AEW. They'll be defended on Ring of Honor. 
but you'll right. still see the interaction between the two. So it'll be interesting to see how they flourish this out more and more. Yeah, you're you're right about that. And uh, I I do remember him saying that. So that's going to be interesting. Oh, this is the other thing I was going to say. I think people also forget that Ring of Honor does not have uh, a they don't have a necessary base for their roster. Here's what I mean. So before Ring of Honor was purchased, I think people forgot that Ring of Honor released everybody, everybody. from their contracts. You know, so it's not like uh, any of the names that you remember from Ring of Honor are still signed specifically to Ring of Honor based right. on the fact that they used to work there. Right. So that means Ring of Honor is actually in its rebuilding phase, which mm -hmm. is good because if you're one of those folks in AEW who has not had much time on Dynamite or on Rampage, this is certainly an ample opportunity for you. Uh, to be able to do some things along with some other folks that are signed exclusively to AEW. Yeah, I think um, the only thing, the only person that he, he said he did sign was um, was the Briscoes. That's the only people right. he signed was the Briscoes to Ring of Honor. Everything right. else is just fresh start. Yeah. So that makes things interesting. Uh, welcome, Boza. He says Tony Khan is desperate. He needed this announcement when the ratings are in the toilet. Dynamite did 824K this week. Back to reality after 1 million last week because of all access. Then he also says, uh, but will Tony know who is AEW and who is ROH? Some of the wrestlers fit in both, like Willow Nightingale. And I think part of the question is figuring out exactly who does belong in Ring of Honor versus right. AEW? I think that's still to be determined, honestly. Right. And, um, you know, I think time will certainly tell on that. Uh, JD says, uh, maybe now that Miro, best man guy, will get some TV time again. Imagine that. Uh, you know, I, I, there's a few things I want to say about these. <laughs> it's like people <laughs> are speaking out of turn sometimes. Miro took some time off to do TV stuff. He wanted to be yeah. an actor. He wanted to go chase those dreams. Mm -hmm. He wanted time off, and that was yeah. some things that he was able to do with WWE. So right now, yeah. when he's able to have AEW, he's going to take advantage of it. He's not in a yeah. storyline. He's going to get paid regardless. He want to go be in the movies. In terms yeah. of ratings, you know I hate rating talk, whether it's AEW, WWE. Nobody watched TV traditionally no more. <laughs> Nobody, like, who really has a cable subscription anymore? Like, me well, personally, I don't watch the show. Like I just said, I was talking to you before the show started. I just yeah. watched Dynamite today. Right. Like, Ratings right. matter. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that, you 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 are exactly right about that. The the viewing habits of everybody across the board have changed, and so now you know people aren't looking at Nielsen like they used to. Nielsen no. used to be God when it came right. to you know this type of thing. Now they're looking at social impressions. They're looking at you know on demand type of things. So they're looking at all of those kinds of things, which is why, for instance, for um. For WWE, when they were talking about Elimination Chamber, you know, they were talking about how many people viewed uh, the show. But then they right. also said with Sammy and Roman over the weekend, they landed 20 million social impressions. Right. That's the number. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, we see it happen all the time coming out of a Raw or out of a SmackDown where something significant happened. They chop it up. They put it on their socials. And then yep. they talk about 20 million people. So the same thing happened with the Royal Rumble. You know, like exactly. 25 million people had watched the end of the Royal Rumble on the socials within like 24 hours or some foolishness right. like that. Exactly. So sure. I, I do think we're going to – it's like and, – and I don't know who we blame for this, right? Like – do we blame the Dave Meltzers and the other folks who keep reporting 
these ratings <laughs> when they aren't the numbers that the companies are paying attention to. Right. So we get in a tissy because we're like, oh, my God, you know, somebody's going to lose their contract. No, they're not. <laughs> nah, TV don't, they don't matter. That doesn't matter anymore. Everybody's yeah. consuming it the way they want to consume it. Every sport right. is losing viewers right now. Yeah. Every sport. Why do you think they're changing rules to baseball? Why do you yeah. think they change the rules in all these games and why they want to add a play-in for the NBA and this and that and the third? And Because they're trying to draw people to watch it on top. Nobody's watching it. Like, I watch – like, I do sports betting. I don't watch the sport. Like, I watch GameCast wow. on my phone. Like, I'm not going to sit wow. there and watch the entire game. But it, you know but it also explains why they're not just showing it on TV. So, right. for instance, the Super Bowl was simulcast on Peacock. Right, right, exactly. You know, like it's those kinds of NBA things going to YouTube, like <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's those kinds of things that are happening. So because our viewing habits have changed, then you know the thing we've got to remember is okay, how the the companies are measuring their success is changing as well. Exactly. So that's so we have to when we mention those ratings, you take oh, them with man. a grain of salt. You know, <laughs> like they don't they don't. It's almost like talking about album sales versus album streams these days, right? right? Like it's it's just the new language and the new the new way new that norm, people yeah. are uh, checking things out. JD says that Miro tried being an actor <laughs> because Con JD is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Moses says that uh, Jonathan Gresham signed with Impact. That was part of why he signed with Impact. Everybody was let go. Well, yeah. well. Kind sort of. of, sort of, kind because of. he was still carrying the Ring of Honor banner until right. July of last year. Right. Um, and of course, those folks were released December 2021. So a lot of them, in, in fact, there was a point where in Impact during those first three months, they had a group called Honor No More. They right. were former Ring of Honor stars, some of whom are still in impact now you know but like yeah. the kingdom was over there yeah and i know pco is over there and several others so yeah i mean it's just one of those types of things so the ever-evolving landscape of the pro wrestling world uh spending a little bit more time in aew uh someone who is now celebrating their one-year anniversary in aew is one keith lee and mm. uh keith lee recently did an interview uh with the grapsity podcast on fightful where he said basically that the first year in AEW for him was, quote, an experiment. Uh, it's been interesting and intriguing and somewhat educational for me to experience something that is very different from where I came from. Um, and then he went to talk about Swerve and how he's looking really to, to do some things to beat up and fight Swerve, which certainly <laughs> seems like that's going to be the next war for him. Right. But uh, one of the things that he did say is he is looking to become – the first African-American AEW world champion. Hmm. Do you think Keith Lee becomes that guy maybe this year, maybe next, or is there somebody else who might become the first AE, uh, African-American AEW world champion? To me, well, it's, it's, I, honestly, it's, it's between Swerve and, and Keith Lee. They, they're the both that really stood hmm. out in the okay. past year in terms of in-ring abilities and bringing eyes to the product in the terms of Keith Lee brought in the people that remember from WWE, wrestlers, whatever have you. And on the other side, Swerve brought in the culture in a, in a sense. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like bringing Rick Ross in and, and bringing different rappers into that nature into the into the fold. So it's interesting that these two are starting to climb the ladder. That's basically on opposite sides, being former tag teams. So I can see a yeah. real good storyline being told by them slowly but surely to, the, mm -hmm. to they both reach the top and it could be either one at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, it's interesting that he said he took the first year for experiment, you know, things of that nature, because now we're starting to see him trying to build another character that he right. feels more comfortable with. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it's right. very interesting that he said that during that interview. Shout out to the Grassley Boys, man. They always doing some great yeah. interviews as well. Um, they definitely I gotta check are. that one out for Keith Lee. It's been such a hectic week. No, understood. <laughs> understood. Definitely check that out. Uh, but I'm interested in in that one. And then I think there are a few other names that are interesting as well. Uh, I wonder how Ricky Starks will play into nice. all of that. Yep. He certainly is doing very, very well. He's got a big match coming up with Jericho. Powerhouse Hobbs just won uh, the the brass ring. Sonic uh, ring. Night, the Sonic <laughs> ring. So uh, that is uh, that is certainly possible. So yeah, I think there are definitely some options. I think it'll be interesting to see Keith Lee unleashed. You know, yeah. um, I certainly enjoyed his tag team there with Swerve. Them, they, I thought, they I thought quick. they were great. Yeah, they adapted really quick. I thought they were great tag team champions. They had some amazing matches. Yep. You know, so um, and I think. If the acclaimed had not become so organically popular, <laughs> I think we might have seen a longer reign there for uh, Keith Lee and and Swerve. Uh, they they is, carried they carried the um the tag team titles very very well after the Bucks, and it was yeah. just interesting that that whole situation happened. And and I think it's it's for for a team in AEW to carry the tag titles after the Bucks. That's challenging. Yeah. Um, that's very challenging, but I think they did that very well. JD says, "Bring back the bear cat." <laughs> no, please don't. Let's not do this again. Let's let's let the bear cat stay where he is. Well, we do want to interestingly enough mention this because uh, we have kept this person in the box, and uh, they have made their way out of the box. Uh -oh. Apparently, they are headed to WrestleMania week, but not in the way that most people will think you want to tell the people about uh the latest naomi news or trinity news yes we, have to, we gotta put the respect on the name let's put the respect <laughs> on her name all right like uh let me finish pulling this up real quick so yeah. it's been officially confirmed that um naomi formerly well formerly naomi uh now trinity is heading has confirmed that she will be to uh appearing at WrestleCon, uh which is interesting this will be her first appearance well is this her second appearance out, outside of wwe yeah, I think, well, I think the first one, I th yeah. I think the first one was she still under contract, nobody really knows. But yeah, yeah, this time she is noted to be making an appearance again at WrestleCon without uh her counterpart Mercedes at this point. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. It's gonna go down March 31st, mm -hmm. and it's during WrestleMania weekend, correct? It is the night before WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it is gonna be there's a few people from WWE gonna be there. So the Iron Wonder. Does mm -hmm. this play a part into WrestleMania weekend, or is she just there for WrestleCon? Yeah, you know what? This is this is one of the things that gets very, very interesting. There are going to be a lot of people uh, in L.A. for WrestleMania week. We know of a ton of cards that are happening. Pretty much every promotion will be there in an official capacity. AEW won't be there officially, but Ring of Honor will. Right. Um, and so... This gets really interesting. Lots of folks show up there at Comic-Con, or not Comic-Con, WrestleCon. I've got Comic-Con on there. <laughs> uh, a lot of folks show up at WrestleCon, but what's interesting is there normally aren't currently contracted WWE stars at WrestleCon during WrestleMania week, except for this year, because perhaps uh, two of the most notable folks that are currently scheduled to be there are Ric Flair, of course, we know his current connections with WWE, and Lita, 
who is one half of the current WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Uh, we also, yeah, which that's another <laughs> story. Um, we also know that uh, the artist formerly known as Cameron, that's Arian Andrew, uh, announced that Trinity apparently is out with a shoulder injury. Trinity has not confirmed that or not, so people don't know whether this is true or not. There are also rumors out there that there are actually still talks going on between Trinity and WWE. So I don't know. Uh, what I will say is there are a couple of things that make sense. One being that Trinity would be in L.A. since her husband is going to be in a high-profile match at WrestleMania. Um, her being at WrestleCon is not an indicator that she's no longer with WWE. I just hearken back to about uh, six years ago when the Hardys did a whole wrestling run that whole weekend, you know, doing Ring of Honor and a number yep. of places defending titles. And yep. they even posted a picture on that Sunday that they were at the airport heading <laughs> to their gate. And then they showed up uh, to win the tag titles in WWE. This is one of those weekends that you say never say never. And I know a lot of us, you know, after Royal Rumble kind of said, all right, I think we can just kind of throw the idea of Trinity being back in WWE away. But uh, I know, I know TK would want us to put this in the box, but I'll say this. <laughs> can you imagine what SoFi Stadium would do oh, if Trinity walked out? The glow. And to be honest with you, I was there when when I was there when the Hardys pulled that move. Because mm -hmm. everybody swore that it was gone. They had lost to the Bucks the night before in the ladder match. Right. Right. Um, they had lost the titles. They were like, all right, they're gone. Da, da, da. I was in line to buy Undertaker's uh farewell t-shirt. They got wow. Me. Um, wow. <laughs> I was in line, and then all you heard is doo doo Everybody just looked at each other in the line like, uh, we just all <laughs> ran to the gate. Yeah. <laughs> and we tried to come back and remember who was in line and what place afterwards. Like, I was wow. I was right behind you. But that was just wow. like a great moment. So that, if they yeah. can pull that off again this year, that would be amazing. In my head, you know, with Triple H having already the largest gate in WrestleMania history, yep. and we don't even have the full card, you've got to know that with this is with this being his first WrestleMania, he's going to pull out all of the stops. I mean, he just is. Now, what that means, I don't know. But I do know he is the master of a surprise. He's going to give us great wrestling. I mean, we have loved all the premium live events since he took over at SummerSlam. We've not yeah. had a single complaint. So there's no way we're going to get to the event that he has likely dreamt about being able to run and have him, you know, fall flat on his face. That's not going to happen. That's not happening. He's going yeah. to deliver. He has to deliver. He has no chance mm -hmm. but to deliver. And yeah, I have he, faith in him with that. I, I totally do. So we may have a Trinity sighting. I don't know. I don't want to put that out there. Uh, this, I'll do this hoping, for wait, TK. Uh, yeah, we're hoping, but for TK's sake, we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put it in the box all right so that's that now speaking of wwe there's a very well interesting... sorry real quick i don't like the fact that her former tag team partner just put out her medical business like that i think that's a hipaa um <laughs> a hipaa uh you know uh, violation. That's, a, that's very <laughs> interesting to me like i and again you would think that if this was a thing trinity certainly would have said something about it but it's up to trinity whether or not she wants to Right. So I, I'm not cool with people just throwing other people's business out there, you know, without their for, for your views and ratings or whatever podcast you're trying to launch. 
Exactly. Exactly. Cool, I'm man. not cool with that at, at all. Well, one of the other things that's not so cool uh, involves a name that, well, has been involved in some not so cool things. And that would be Lacey Evans, who <sighs> apparently had quite a bit to say about an interesting thing. And an AEW's uh, The Bunny had something to say about that. Get us up to speed on this. So Lacey Evans, for whatever reason, she's been like, I don't know if she thinks this is a fun thing to do. Uh, making headlines, or she's just this. Can I say ignorant? I think you just did. Okay, so because because she did this before um, mm -hmm. when she did her situation with um, Cardi B, she likes to step. She likes to put her foot in her mouth a lot, um, and I feel like she messed up the back for WWE when it came to Cardi B because Cardi B was like, I don't even know who you are, and you're like coming across very disrespectful. And this time around, she she wanted them to say mental health is for whatever reason, and kind of like downplayed it like oh exercise more eat better and make more money and things of that nature for your mental illness and i think uh the money took that kind of personal she's like i think you know it's more than that like you have to get help for these kind of issues this has nothing to do about money and exercise and things of that nature so i don't know like it's just becoming a, a common factor when it comes to Lacey Evans when she's given a, a chance to talk and she's keep putting her foot in her mouth. And it's just, it's not looking good for her and her character right now. Yeah, you know, Lacey Evans, just a couple of months ago, uh, during what was supposed to be another one of her comebacks, hopped mm -hmm. onto uh, the socials and had put something in her Instagram stories, basically saying that autism wasn't real. And, you know, it was just a horrible thing. And very, like, to me, I'm just like, if you don't know, then don't talk about it. But to speak about issues that are really this personal to so many people and that are impacting people's lives, it's a it's a bad move. Now, Boza, he he says something <laughs> very interesting. And he says, uh, this is the same woman who says that eating processed foods makes you autistic. Yet she did that commercial for corn dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And then JD says, uh, I would like I, I want to like Lacey Evans because of her military service. But when it comes to Evans, I cannot find a way to. Well, if you can read, you can see what he uh, yeah. so eloquently said. You know, yeah. I, I, Lacey Evans is an interesting conundrum because I think I think JD really kind of nailed it there, you know. Because of all that our military has done, we really, we really, really, really want to respect the military service. But more and more, she's giving us legitimate reasons not to like her, you know, yeah. and it's some and, and it, it's moving past wrestling at this point. Right. Yeah. Like when you're saying these kinds of things that are not connected to what you're doing in the ring or anything else like that. We're now moving into other territory. And so it kind of makes me wonder, you know, WWE has given her many, many chances you know, to do things a, a whole lot, a whole lot. You know, I, I'm not an advocate for anybody ever losing their job, but I, I know this. If we made statements like that, we would be very, very nervous about, you know, whether or not we would still have a job or if there'd be, right. you know a second chance shout out to uh jeffrey in the chat who says and you wondered why we can't take her seriously oh man and then boza says if she didn't put her foot in her mouth or act it's that way um yeah act that way i think she would have a great career in wrestling uh but with all these repackages i think wwe is distancing themselves you know i, I really think her best shot was her first shot 
Yeah. You know, that first shot, you know, when they debuted her as the sassy Southern Belle and she had all of these, you know, uh, promos happening and that she was put like immediately into the title picture right from there. But we have not seen that same level of success since then. They've been trying to read. First of all, that was even their original idea. They got that from Glow. Let's be honest. Oh, <laughs> they, got <well>. that, <laughs> they got that from the character from Glow. That's true. the first thing I thought about when I seen her. I was like, ain't that that girl that played that role? I'm like, no, nah, that's not her. <laughs> that's, that's definitely the character. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but ever since then, she's been trying to find herself. And it's just one of those things where you, when you let your personal life bleed into your 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 business life, and that's what happened mm-hmm. to that referee. The one, I don't yes. remember. Then he got fired. Look what happened. Mm-hmm. This could yeah. easily happen to this person. And I honestly can say, I wouldn't put it past him that that's what kind of messed him up with Nia Jax. When you start talking like out of, especially when you have the account that's ran by WWE or you have WWE in your name or you're connected yeah. to WWE, there's certain things yeah. you just can't say, no matter mm-hmm. how you feel. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So when you start putting your political life and your 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 personal ideas behind that character, then it's just going to make things worse because, yeah, let's be honest, most of the world don't think the same way you do. Well, and and the thing is, this is a business at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And every, you know, you when you go to your job, you know that there are certain uh, co- codes of conduct that you have to adhere by. You know, there are certain things that you can and can't do when you represent yeah. that particular job. You know, certain ways you can't behave on the socials when you represent right. that type of uh, establishment. And you do know that there are consequences for that as well. And if they have a choice of losing millions of dollars from sponsors or losing you because you said something crazy we know which way that's going to go so <laughs> bye bye uh that's yeah yeah that's <laughs> real interesting I don't, uh, all right I don't, really, um, I don't really watch too much WWE, but how has she been getting a lot of tv time right now well so that's interesting they are they've just gone through re uh imagining her and reintroducing her and it didn't take her long before she just didn't have a prominent space at all so mm. She's not on TV much I remember now she at was, all. I, I, she was doing a vigilette to like being like trying to play the the victim, and the next time she's right. trying to be like very strict, and then she went back to right. being the victim and trying to become very strict with her military. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what's what's what are you? What are what's happening? Are you the victim I, or are you the abuser? Like, what's happening it, here? It's it feels <laughs> like they're just you know trying to continue to give her you know opportunity to repackage and to do all of that these rope. types of things. Yeah, you know. At the end of the day, obviously, they will make a decision. And uh, I just hope for her sake that she'll walk in a degree of wisdom and learn what to say or when to say things. Or, you know, there are some certain opinions that should just never be public. So right. there's that. Take um, other oh, people. Just chill. Relax. You see how long Undertaker name speak? You see how AJ be chilling? I mean, like, <laughs> at the end of the day, we care about what you do in the ring. And if you do right. that well enough, that gives you, you know. Live your so life. Like, <laughs> Live your life. Well, speaking of uh, being in the ring, there is a certain current WWE commentator that was recently asked if he'd be interested in making a return to the ring. That, of course, is Wade Barrett. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, I don't think we got that bad news right now. He said, I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day it will happen. I'd be surprised if I ever got to a point where I wanted to do it full time, like a Sheamus or a Drew is still doing it. But on a part time basis or a spot match, if the storyline made sense. It's not something I would rule out. In terms of my future within the industry, I 100% see it in commentary. I'm probably having more fun now in my current role than I've ever had at any point in my career. From the independent scene to the main roster for WWE and main event shows like SummerSlam and Survivor Series in 2010. 
Um, I just think that he doesn't look, you ain't gotta put your body through it all. You good. <laughs> he basically saying, I can't yeah. remember if he stopped wrestling for injury or he just stopped wrestling just because. But um yeah, yeah there was an injury connected to it for sure. Um I mean apparently he's healed if you say he can do a, a one on one offs. Sure. Everybody, you know what I'm seeing right now? Everybody wants that part-time position. Nobody wanna wrestle full time no more. Everybody's chasing that Brock Lesnar schedule. Well, you know, like, (laughs) you know what people don't seem to understand because wrestlers have done this so well is, you know, wrestling is a grueling sport, you know, which is part of the reason why there really is an issue with people referring to it with the F word, because the injuries that happen are are not, you know, uh, they're not imagined. Right. And there's no off season. So unlike any other sport where you have time every year to heal, there's not a lot of time to heal in wrestling because if you're off of TV, it could almost be out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So once you and and this is kind of the neat thing about where we are in pro wrestling now is that the current generation recognizes, OK, I don't plan to wrestle for 30 years. So let me maximize the in-ring time that I have and then see, you know, if there are other spaces, if I still want to be in pro wrestling, are there other spaces for me? And so for someone like uh, Wade Barrett, who has transitioned to commentary, you can look at a Booker T who's done that. I think it's always it's always fun. Corey Graves Graves as well. When there are former wrestlers who who have the ability to talk that can transition into commentary because they've always added something different um, than folks who had not been in the ring. And that's not a knock to those folks, but it's almost like, you know, you knew you were getting a wrestler's point of view when a former wrestler stepped behind the commentary booth. And um, in these days, every sports. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is why, you know, when those athletes retire, they often look for those kinds of commentary gigs as, as analysts, you know, yep. with, with other sports places because their opinions are automatically valuable because they had, they come in with automatic uh, credence. First-hand experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. So shout out to uh, Wade Barrett, who I think is doing a great job in commentary. I enjoyed his, his work back in the NWA. And I knew that when he got the call to do kind of a guest spot, and right. NXT, I was like, oh, no, you're He's here, good. buddy. <laughs> you're and, here. And to your point, not only just the former wrestlers that want to be on commentary, if you look at it now, like Koto Ibushi, he wants to be a teacher. He wants to build up a dojo. Right. That's, that's his next move, he said. He doesn't really want to mm-hmm. wrestle anymore. And we've yeah. seen the recent interview from Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega even said, like, all right, we got a group of people that's coming up right now that's probably going to do it better than I did it. I don't right. want to do this forever. I want to teach them how to do it in a way that they right. can be safe and do this. For a long Absolutely. period of time, and things like everybody wants to is looking for a, a, the future of yeah. what they're doing next. Nobody wants to put their bodies through that for, except if your name is Ric Flair. Nobody wants to put well. your name, through, your body through this for years <laughs> on end, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's see. Boza, the, 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 the chat is is moving. <laughs> uh, he says, "I wonder if his work with SmackDown gave him that bug to return the ring. I wonder if he could go still if it's uh, since it's been a decade since he's last wrestled." Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, he is. He has said he. Matter of fact, in the interview, one of the things that he said was that if he were to do it, he would want to do like a match here and a match there, but he'd only mm-hmm. want to do it with young talent. You know, he he cited Austin Theory as one of the people that he would want to do that with. And I think to your point, uh, Blue, what I'm liking about what I'm seeing 
is that a lot of wrestlers are interested in giving back to the business yep. that gave to them. Um, and they recognize that their way to do it isn't always being in the ring in front of the camera. Yep. That's different than the previous generation of wrestlers that have gone by, which is part of the reason why you gotta beat me to be the player, champion. You gotta beat me right. to be the man. <laughs> they're, 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 they're stuck in that space instead of saying, hey, if I empower the next generation of wrestlers, like Dusty Rhodes has done, yeah. his imprint would be felt forever, you know? And so we don't have this uh, run of NXT or really the last 10 years of wrestlers without Dusty Rhodes putting his imprint on that in NXT. So exactly. I, I'm enjoying um, the wrestlers who are jumping in in varying spaces. Let's see. And uh, Boza says, to be fair, Kenny is 39. Coda is 40. Um, you know, I, here's you know, where I, I am. that champions were, they were getting their first championship runs when they were like 39 and 40. Yeah, you know, right now you look at the run that Bobby Lashley's having at 46. Right. You know, um, Shelton Benjamin's in his 40s. Right, AJ Styles right. is in his 40s. Like, I, I kind of want to see if we can move away, and I say this carefully, from the concept of ageism uh, with folks. Again, if you if you see what's happening in Japan, when I was watching Pro Wrestling Noah they would put the ages of these wrestlers up there. And, you know, it's nothing for a wrestler to be 47, 49, 56. 55, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, these guys, and you're like, whoa. They're really retiring at, like, 70. I'm like, what are you still they doing really, wrestling, taking chops? And, like, they, and they've been wrestling regularly. Right. You know what I mean? Every week out so, there. Yeah. I think <laughs> if your body will allow you to do it and you still have a degree of appeal, you know, um, I, I I just I'm the ageism thing is one of those things that gets really funny. And I'll say this very carefully. I don't think it's fair anywhere. It's not fair to put that on men. It's not fair to put that on women. No. But what I think ends up happening is I think society in general is less tolerant of you showing ageism towards women than they are towards men. So if you dare say, hey, Becky is 35, hey, watch it, you know, because you shouldn't say that. She can still go and do what she does. Right. But, you know, I think sometimes the idea, well, you know, so-and-so's 40. Okay. Right. They do that a lot. They try to, yeah, do, that to, they so. try to do that to Mercedes. They try to do that to Becky. They try to do that to a yeah. lot of people. And that's like, yeah. look, look at this. Suzuki is 54. He just retired this year. Man. He just retired. Listen, listen, it's it's kind of crazy. That was again, by choice. Not, you can still go. By like, choice. <laughs> by choice. By choice. Let's see. Uh Jeffrey says uh he needs Corey versus Byron Saxton at WrestleMania. Oh, Interestingly <laughs> enough, obviously Saxton used to be uh, a, wrestler. a wrestler as well. Um Corey, I thought I heard somewhere that Corey might be medically cleared. Um I but we, I don't I know if he I would think we wanna... talked about it last year. I think we did. Yeah, I, I think he is. I'm not sure if he actually wants, wants to get back to. in the ring. I don't think he wants to. But, um, who, who wants to go back to that? Yeah. You're good. <laughs> and I think we have to understand that it is grueling. If you've ever gone to a wrestling school, and I mean, granted, watching Tough Enough was one That's thing. That's what I'm saying. Listen, I've seen Tough Enough. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Listen, I don't need none of that in my tough life. Tough Enough made me go, no, no, no. I don't ever have to get in the ring. Like, right. no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm totally good on that. All right. So before we go, uh, we want to hit these vintage wrestling facts. Here we go. 
There it is. The more we know. And so we'll start today uh, going all the way back to 101 years ago. Yo, really? 1922. When Ed the sh- <laughs> three of these. That's funny. When Ed the Strangler Lewis uh, defeated Stanislaus Sabisco to win the mm. World Heavyweight Championship. Now, you, you've probably heard uh, the name Ed Strangler Lewis a lot when they start talking about wrestling, certainly back in that era. And, of course, when you hear the name Zabisco, obviously you think about, or at least maybe you think about, Larry Zabisco. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, damn, he that old? Yeah, that wasn't Larry. That was not Larry. That was his dad. That was dad. Okay, my No, bad. I think it might be like his grandfather, I think. Oh, okay. I think, okay. but I'll have to double check. I'll have to double check. Uh, what I can say for sure is this day in 1997 was very significant okay. for WCW and NWA fans as the episode of WCW Monday Nitro was held at the very famous Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. It was the last wrestling event to take place at the Omni. Now, the Omni, if I can put this into perspective for people, the Omni is to WCW as Madison Square Garden is to WWE. It yeah. was that kind of a situation. So many big things happened at the Omni. Uh, Starcade certainly happened there multiple times. Multiple major moments for the NWA happened right. there. Um, but yeah, WCW played the last wrestling show in the Omni on this day in 1997, where the Omni would be demolished four months later. Yeah, I remember that. Now we move. (laughs) Yeah. Now we move to this day in 2003. I'm sure there will be a number of wrestling fans who will remember this. Stone Cold Steve Austin shows up on Monday Night Raw, but it's his first time on Monday Night Raw since June of 2002 when he walked out of the company. Now, if you if you don't remember this, they talked about how Stone Cold took his ball and went home. Because he was not willing to be in a first-round qualifier match for King of the Ring against Brock Lesnar. Now, thinking back on it now, the idea of a Stone Cold Steve Austin and a Brock Mm -hmm. Lesnar in a wrestling ring together should not be anybody's first-round match. Right. That's very – and it shouldn't happen on Monday Night Raw with no build. That was Stone Cold's point. He got upset. He walked out of Raw. And uh, WWE wasn't sure if he'd come back, but he ended up coming back there uh, in 2003 on this particular day. Here's the ironic part. You realize, of course, it's March. Just a few weeks later, he would be at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 19, which would be his final match where he would retire because of a horrible injury, you know, an ongoing injury. And ironically, as we mentioned that, he had his first match back at last year's WrestleMania, and he looked great as well. This day in 2008, the WWE retired the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, So for those who don't remember, prior to the Cruiserweight Classic back in 2016, there actually was a Cruiserweight title in the WWE. It started as its light heavyweight championship, and then, of course, with uh, them purchasing WCW, uh, they became the Cruiserweight Championship. Now, I don't know how well this ages, but the final cruiserweight champion oh, prior to the cruiserweight classic was Hornswoggle. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of, you know, it's funny that it kind of happened again, right? When they brought back well, the cruiserweight championship. They brought back the cruiserweight championship thanks to the cruiserweight classic back in September of 2016. The cruiserweight classic was amazing. Amazing. Um, it was incredible. 
you know, and we thought that that was going to be the perfect jump start to this new cruiserweight division, the start of 205 Live. But from the first episode, we realized this wasn't going to be the cruiserweight classic. You know, problem number one was that it Vince aired <laughs> right at well, but it aired right at well. There's that too, right? Like the cruiserweight <laughs> classic happened under Triple H's watch. 205 Live happened under Vince's watch. 205 Live also uh aired immediately after SmackDown. And one of the things that's hard is you cannot put SmackDown up and put your big main event up and then in, and then expect people to sit for an hour with people that they are unfamiliar with. Right. And so uh they were committed, they being WWE was committed to 205 Live at least for a while until finally they ended up moving it down to uh full sale with NXT which I think they should have done all along. Right. Um but ultimately as they would do away with 205 Live, the Cruiserweight title as we know it would be merged with the North American Championship. So the Cruiserweight title again is no more got it all right two more things and then we'll get out of here firstly this day in 2014 on another episode of monday night raw the usos put your ones in the air for the bloodline they would defeat the new age outlaws to become the wwe tag team champions what year was this? And, yeah i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> this was 2014 a mere nine years ago why was this yeah. even a thing that like, i remember this i'm like why are we yes. doing this <laughs> exactly so that happened then now this piece of news might be the most significant uh certainly of the modern era for this particular day because this and this is hard to believe two years ago today it was the go home episode of dynamite before revolution and it started with a star-studded tag team match. It was Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet taking on Shaquille mm -hmm. O'Neal and the debuting Jade Cargill. Yeah. This was, we've been waiting to see Shaq in a wrestling ring. He took an amazing table spot, which yeah. was crazy. Uh, and then he mysteriously disappeared, which is a whole nother thing right. that we never even he, he solved that he, mystery, by the way. Because he couldn't fit inside the, the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it was crazy. Um, and then, of course, Jade Cargill gets the win, pinning Red Velvet, starting a winning streak that exists to this very day. So yeah. So just think about the idea that the phenomenon that is Jade Cargill began only two years ago two years ago that's yeah. pretty significant and look at how she has literally changed the wrestling world uh she's did been you TNT see what, champion um, for over a year go ahead what brian Anderson said he said that they should let her go to japan and, and hone, hone in on more of her skills and let her come back as a monster like i think that's a very good idea i, I think that is a a great idea let her do six you months know, in japan what <laughs> Yeah, you put her in stardom for six months or in, you know, all in any of these other spaces, it, it could be a real. I, the question then would be who on the AEW roster currently would be able to handle her? Because I think that's the bigger issue is there really isn't competition for her, at least in the TBS division. If you right. move her to the world title division, we've got a different conversation, I think. I think so, this uh, is where you let her just release the title. Like, I can't handle me. I'll be back. Go back, leave for a couple <laughs> of years and come back for the heavyweight title. Well, the women's title. Well, but here's the problem. Because she's so popular in AEW, they can't afford to have that happen. Just they can't months, afford yes, her to leave. 
That's a long time. JD says uh, we had not been waiting to see Shaq. Yes, we have. Oh, we. Shaq Look, has been wanting to wrestle since a WrestleMania against the Big like Show. that little like that little battle where they had a man. That wasn't cool. They should have had yeah. them have his match against the Big Show. <laughs> JD says Jake Cargill's reign started four years ago on the Gram. Her wins are well past one hundred. That is <laughs> hilarious. And Jeffrey, think this is a good idea for Jade. Um, I, I, I love the idea of her going to Japan. I just don't know that AEW can afford, can afford it at it. this point because she really is still very much the face of that women's division in the mainstream marketplace. Yeah. You know, um, I as much as we love Jamie Hayter, I haven't seen a lot of outlets asking for Jamie Hayter. But it's like not see, more bubbles. Well, huh? That's it. Like not that circles like bubble, like that's nothing that we watch. Like oh, you know, gotcha. In gotcha, that gotcha. sense, like you know, she might be showing up on I don't know me. I personally I don't watch NASCAR. Maybe she showed up at NASCAR. But I haven't been even hearing that though. Yeah. Like you would think, you know, AEW just like most wrestling companies will publicize when their people are in mainstream spaces, yeah. and I just haven't. Much. Yeah. So that's interesting. Well, we'll find out uh, if she remains the AEW Women's Champion as uh, she'll be defending that title this weekend. Uh, at Revolution should oh, be very, very interesting. Ruby, 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 Ruby. You got Ruby and you have uh, <laughs> Soraya, which this is her first title match in, in quite some time. Man. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. Well, we've got to get out of here. Yeah. Our time is up and there us. are more shows. I know we don't we don't want to get kicked <laughs> off for going over time here. So uh, once again, Blue, let people know how they can reach out to you. You can follow me at Blue Magic Grass High Sound, or you can go ahead or uh, follow me at For Your Wear, For Your Wear, F O R U R W E R, For Your And those are my main places that you can find me. Absolutely. And remember, again, his massive announcement today. Uh, doing swole. new work with Big Swole. That is, yeah, that's the way to go. It's pretty awesome. So uh, shout out to him. Of course, you can find me uh, at Bonnerfied on all of the platforms. You can also uh, check out my commentary work on Southern Honor Wrestling on IWTV, with Battle Slam on Fight TV, with the Nightmare Factory uh, on, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy right now. And uh, we're getting ready for another student showcase which will be coming up real real soon which means that'll be on youtube soon and we'll keep you posted on that um and that's also on youtube as well and yeah yeah so those are all the things make sure you're following us here at wwt live and at women's wrestling talk ww talk pod on all of the socials you can check us out at the website as well wwtalkpod.com lots of great interviews and features for women's history month so yep. be on the lookout for that and again follow us on all of those spaces and on behalf of tk trinidad the boss lady we are excited for her this has been wwt live on women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet peace women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet